You're listening to the ESP, the European Skeptics Podcast, an independent weekly show in support of European level actions within the skeptical movement. The ESP is run by individuals representing different skeptical groups from across the continent. This is episode 151. I'm your host, Andras Pinter, and joining me for the show is my co-host, Pontus Böckmann. See ya! Hey, son, hey, son. How are you? Terribly. Thank you very much for asking. Yeah, you, you look terrible. Even worse than usual. Oh, uh, yeah, thank you. Um, yeah. No, I, I, I think I've always been great with timing. And the best time ever to get sick is right before the Christmas holiday. Yeah. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> and especially that on the 27th, I'm setting off to my, my next tour. Mm. which is going to be a New Year's Eve tour. Where's that going? It's in Italy. It's uh, around Naples. Bella Italia. Bella you Italia. Have a good good Visitiamo pizza there. Capri anche. Mm. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. Mm. yeah. And how are you? Yeah, no, I'm fine. I I uh, I'm, you know, like feel 25 years old. Uh everything's perfect. Oh, you look 25 years old. <laughs> yeah, but it's That's because this, the camera is foggy, so. The camera, yeah, foggy. foggy yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and uh, we still don't have Jelena. No, unfortunately not. Uh, she is uh, enjoying herself. In South Africa, that is. It's South Africa. Yeah. Why don't we... We should join her. We no. should go there and interview a lion or something. We should do it there. Uh, would, yeah, she's had all the fun. Uh-huh. Uh, and uh, I'm a, just a little bit envious. Yeah. At least <laughs> we are hoping that she's having all the fun. I <laughs> hope she doesn't get yeah. eaten by anything, you know, bad. Or, yeah, or anything, not... anything at all, actually. Not, not, but just <laughs> <laughs> yeah, eaten by something good. I don't, I don't think it <laughs> makes it any better whatsoever. No, 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 no. But at least she's not going to uh, Australia, where a lot of things are out to kill you. Um, what, like Cardinal Bell, Pell, Cardinal <laughs> Pell? No, Cardinal no. Pell, no. Cardinal Bell, no, 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 no. The Cardinal Pell, yeah. No, you were thinking Cardinal of... Pell. Oh. Talking about Cardinal Pell and my sense of timing, um, I I'd like to take this opportunity to apologize to our listeners because uh, of the late release of episode 150. But I'm hoping that our regular listeners find it very satisfying that uh, you guys are going to have two episodes shortly one after the other. Uh, with this one out in a couple of days, I hope. So, yeah, um, it happened because of uh, technical difficulties that I experienced with the recordings that we had. And uh, it took much, much longer than usual to for me to edit this episode. And, uh, well, every, everyone can imagine that this is the busiest time of the year. <laughs> so <laughs> You're checking, the, checking it twice? Is that that's the... the thing yeah 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 so yeah. um i i hope you enjoyed that episode and you mentioning cardinal pell brought that to mind but uh, this episode will be a slightly d- different from what we usually have uh we're breaking the 
the rule of uh, again of uh, an, a regular episode following an interview episode um, this time of the year finding someone to interview that's really difficult because everyone's so busy mm. uh, so you're gonna have to wait a little bit longer dear uh, listeners to to get someone interviewed again on the show it doesn't mean that it's not gonna happen no, uh, no. it's it's gonna happen very very soon yeah. It's a silly expression. I, I find it so silly that expression when they, they say uh, "before you know it." Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. But we've got a couple of couple of regular things uh, prepared for you, the listeners. So, uh, shall we crack on with it? Yeah. Why not? Okay. And I'm 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 very happy to present this first one, which is this week in skepticism. And this uh, segment is usually, of course, presented by Yelena, but since she's not here with us, she cannot. But I still wanted to uh, make it a very, very significant one. And I think I managed to find someone who's had such a great impact on science in general and happened to have been born on Christmas Day. On the 25th of December in 1642. Do you know who that is? Uh, Santa Claus. Santa Claus. Yeah, that's that's correct. No, 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 no. Santa mm-hmm. Claus has nothing to do with it. Uh, not even Jesus. He was uh, opposing the idea of Jesus being uh, the son of God. So, the person I'm talking about is Sir Isaac Newton. Ooh. Do you know why it's interesting uh, that he was born on the 25th of December? Uh, tell me. Uh, not because of it's Christmas, but because that date actually translates to a whole different date on the new style calendar because according to the new style calendar you know you know what that is the new style was when they changed uh, the julian calendar to the gregorian calendar in uh, 1582 yeah but i was saying this was must be before isaac newton was born right it was long before isaac newton was born but the yeah. problem was that nobody told that him england so he thought yeah okay england back then being a protestant country they protested by keeping the old calendar exactly they were they were refusing uh-huh. to change it so it, they had to wait until uh, 1750 to reform the calendar. Wow. Uh, so by the new calendar, Isaac Newton's birthday actually falls on the 4th of January, 1643. Oh my God. Yeah, but back then Quite when he was born, it was yeah. still the 25th of December. Wow. Yeah. That's very confusing. Yeah, it is confusing. <laughs> but it's all science, baby. So yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah we, we have to accept that. And um, an interesting fact, he was born in the same year uh, that Galileo Galilei died. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, depending on what calendar you're using, though. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's true. That's true, actually. And interestingly, the Duchy of Tuscany, I think it was called mm-hmm. in English, it already used the, the Gregorian calendar, so they had a different calendar setting. Wow. Back then, but why he's very important for um, for skepticism, ba- uh, basically because he's one of the fathers of modern science obviously uh he wrote the principia uh which is a, a book on mathematics right Mathema- mathematics and the use of mathematics to uh, to natural philosophy mm. um to decipher things in natural philosophy and i think uh, that was an absolute game changer that book 
and he formulated the the laws of motion uh the universal and universal gravitation and he was he was a um a professor a fellow and uh, for, uh, later a professor of mathematics at the university of cambridge at trinity college mm -hmm. So he was. Which is still very proud to have had that figure as, as an important uh, member. And he was knighted as well by Queen Anne in 1705. Uh, Queen Anne, who is a controversial figure herself in British history. But why he's uh, important, apart from formulating all that and coming up with all those uh, uh, laws of nature and stuff and pr uh, applying mathematics to do that, is that he was a very keen alchemist as well. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> Did he make any gold in his laboratory? That's that's the question. Uh, not that I know of. No. Um, Probably no. not. No. But he he wrote extensively about alchemy. Yeah. And uh, that's very interesting. The other person who was very famous in science and was still an alchemist was uh, Kepler. Mm. Yeah. No, but that was the it was the time where you where the the transition wasn't fully made from from yeah. the old so-called sciences to the more well scientific sciences if you, if that's a word. Yeah. Yeah, nuclear physics was not not known back then. No, so no, they no. had no idea that it's not that easy and simple to to change one material to to another one, one element to another one. It's just something that they could 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 not realize back then. So, in their own times, I think they were quite okay. So I wouldn't, I wouldn't call it pseudoscience alchemy necessarily, but um, it's interesting. No, they, they were probably using rational ideas to try yeah. to do these things, and yeah. the you know the the fact that they failed eventually led to to the realization that it doesn't work that way. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. But that's exactly. not pseudoscience. That's ex that's that's ex you know in investigating things, trying to test different hypotheses and the ones that don't work you throw throw aside. Uh yeah, there there is another skeptical angle of uh, Newton's story and Newton's uh personality is the one with the apple. Mm -hmm. <laughs> the, yeah. The so-called apple incident. The apple incident. Is it true or not? Well, uh, as far as I know, and there are several uh, sources uh, that claim that Newton himself often mentioned that uh, he was somewhat inspired to formulate the, the, the theory of gravity by watching things falling from the tree and apples falling from the tree. Mm. But the, uh, there is so there is no evidence that substantiates the idea of him being hit in the head uh, with an apple. It was actually a banana. So that now you know. <laughs> Definitely not a banana, yeah. But, <laughs> so yeah, probably seeing an, uh, apples falling off the tree, um, that, that is a more plausible kind of thing. Yeah. But it's interesting how the story lives on. Yeah, you 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 know you improve a story to make it a little bit better and and more uh, entertaining and yeah eventually you have that thing but that's fine and it, to me it has a very very nice professional angle uh, with uh, tourism as well mm -hmm. because there is an an apple tree in front of Trinity College and they say uh, that this is the apple tree that was that was the the apple tree obviously it couldn't have been that because it was four hundred years ago yeah. No, that's and, right. 
apple trees don't tend to live that long. Uh, so it's a different apple tree, obviously. And uh, but um, yeah, tour guides keep telling the story. Only, only it's only you who, who say tell the truth, and you know that's not true. That's not true. You must be the most boring tour guide in the world. You always debunk all of these fantastic stories. Yeah, um, actually, I'm boring. I'm boring as hell. But um, I do tell the story. But what I did tell here, I'm telling my my tourists as well. Yeah. All right. Enough of Isaac Newton for now. We mm-hmm. might be coming back to mentioning him later. But uh, call let's, forward. Let's turn to something else. So, would you like to poke the Pope again? Yes. All right. Let's do that. So, back to Francis. Every week or every other week, depending on our schedule, uh, we we talk about Pope Francis. And, you know, this is very Christmassy episode, etc. I don't want to be too harsh on him because he actually does try. And uh, this year he has held a speech uh, where he's called for uh, leaders around the globe to um, make sure that the church would never again cover up or dismiss cases of of sexual abuse and he said also let's be let it be it's a good thing isn't it yeah that's good i'm I, i'm all for that actually let it be clear that before these abominations the church will spare no efforts to do all that is necessary to bring to justice whosoever has committed such crimes that's what he said and and that's that's good that's fine i'm, I'm i really think he is trying and I've said it before, I don't think he is at heart a bad person. He just is a victim of very strange ideas. Uh, and also... And, then, and sorry, and a very strange power structure of the Vatican. <laughs> that's true. Yeah. That's true. He is not uh, a dictator of the church. Well, he's, he, he has a lot of power. And, and you, shouldn't, yeah. you shouldn't excuse anything happening in the church and say that well pope francis can't do any everything there but but there, it is that he does he does have a lot of people priests and bishops and stuff and cardinals who are not as they are not as willing as francis to 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 clean up the the mess that they have themselves created and change the status quo yeah yeah but still it it, it does echo a bit hollow uh, when he is having this speech on the same week that the the US state of Illinois has accused church officials there of hiding the names of around 500 priests who were accused of abuse so they do know about this i don't know you know you you don't know how much uh, francis knows personally but the church knows about this and they are spending a lot of time hiding uh, the names of of these priests and uh, there is a lot of covering up to do so uh, he said also that he prayed for help so that the church can discern true cases from false ones and accusations from slander and there i'm not so happy about him anymore because first of all it's not for the church to dispute to 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 find out what's happening they should leave it to a third party they should leave it to the legal system to to work out what what's going on and that comment alone as well saying that you should discern the true cases from the false ones that tries to create the perception that there are lots of false ones and there are some true ones and there are some yeah. that that you know there is very little 
here that we think is not true. I mean, of course, one in a thousand, one in two thousand may be made up, but it's such a small thing. And if you talk about it, like we have to look at the true cases and the false cases, that creates the, the perception that it's like 50-50 and it's far from 50-50. We know this. Yeah. This is, you know, you should, you know, rationally, if you want to make any assumptions you should assume every one of them are true and then of course before you put people in jail you have to make sure that you're correct but that most of this is absolutely true and um, so he's he's still trying to obfuscate a little bit and and, and do this so um and what's yeah. important is is that it's not up to him or not up to the church no. to figure out which one is true which one is not so this is why what you said a third party, the judiciary system, hmm. that's what it's there for. Yeah. So they're going to have to figure it out. They have. We're going to have to find out. And until then, we are going to deal with this accordingly. Yeah. So if, if a non-church personality does something like that, what happens? No one tries to, to use their own structures and our own community systems to, to hide it and... To get away with it it's it's ridiculous what the the church does yeah and they st they still keep on and that's something that francis has done in the past as well and still does they try to blame it on the homosexual agenda or something like that this is not this is not homosexuality first of all we all agree homosexuality is not a problem yeah unless you make it a problem exactly. you know if exactly. grown grown people want to have sex with each other love each other want to have a you know even have a family or live together whatever that's fine that's not a problem but the church makes it a problem but then it's also totally something different from pedophilia yeah but but they keep talking about the homosexual agenda the homosexual lifestyle that you know misleads our uh, priests or something what the hell it's not about that at all so anyway you know what i feel about this so yeah i, I shouldn't go on too long about this there i mean yeah so uh pope he tries a little bit uh, as best as he can i believe there will be a new big meeting a synod i think they call it of meet uh, meeting in february where they will again discuss uh, pedophilia and what to do about the problem. But a lot of how they phrase it is about trying to make sure it doesn't happen. But it's not a lot about how do we s clean up the mess of everything that already has happened. That's always something that they try to ignore until somebody else you know, comes up with the proof and say, oh, oh, we didn't know about that. That must be, oh, okay, maybe we should look into that. No. So that's not very honest, actually. No, he tried to come up with a nice thing and he, he gave with one hand and, and took away with the other. Yes, so. yes. All right. Thanks, Pontus. Okay. For poking the Pope once again. <laughs> okay, let's uh, move on to discussing a couple of news items. Uh, not too many today, but um, let's crack on with them. Let's start with Italy. It's a very quick one. Chicup, Chicup, the Italian Committee for uh, uh, the Investigation of Claims of the Paranormal. It's Christmas for them because a new chapter has been born. <laughs> really? Uh, yes. <laughs> um, that's in Pordenone, which is in Don't... northern Italy. Yeah, don't 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 tell me. I'm sure Massimo was one of the three wise men. 
Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm pretty sure he was among them. <laughs> must have been, must have been. He is yeah, a wise yeah. man, you know. Yeah, he is, he is. Yeah. And uh, there are a couple of uh, well-known wise men in the organization, so I'm pretty <laughs> sure they could come up with three names. Definitely one of, my, one of, one of them will be uh, Massimo. But it's a small group um, to, to start with, uh, led by a person named Diego Martin, and congratulations for uh, bringing that to life and uh, good luck with uh, all your work. Absolutely. They are on Facebook. If you know, if you, someone speaks Italian, uh, go check out their Facebook page. That's uh, Chica Pordenone. Chic, say that again. Chica. Chica Pordenone. Pordenone Por- is, the, is the name of the place. Ah, okay. It's in uh, the region of uh, Friuli, Venezia, Giulia. It's in northern Italy. Mm-hmm. Not mm-hmm. very far from Venice. Mm. All right, very good. Okay, uh, let's okay let's bring down the 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 mood a little bit by going back to Ukraine and uh, measles epidemic. Sorry to bring down things, but it's it's the end of the year. We are sort of summarizing things, and the summary for Ukraine is that the measles number of measles cases are. Almost fifty thousand, five zero thousand. Oh my God! Uh, only this year, and that is of course terrible. It, it, it even more terrible is that they have now reported their sixteenth death from measles or measles-related um, diseases. It's really, really bad. Uh, the WHO, of course, is also involved in this. We know that the situation in Europe at large is also bad, not as bad as in, in, in Ukraine. But we're looking at, um, probably this summer, I don't remember, I said something, we may look at 100,000 cases in Europe before the end of the year. It seems that I was a little bit too pessimistic, and that's good. <laughs> not that I was too pessimistic, but it's good that it wasn't as bad as I thought. It will be probably, we're talking about... Guessing sixty-five to seventy thousand cases in Europe, and it's still that's. I mean, it's terrible to say that that's better than expected. <laughs> yeah, we, this is not uh, over. We will, of course, uh, continue to follow this up uh, over the next year, and hopefully, it will peter out. But it won't disappear until people realize that you should take your vaccinations and you should vaccinate your children, most of all. Yeah. All right. Health advice and uh, health policies are um, in the focus of the the next news item, which is not specifically news per se, uh, but they come from Spain and um, Edzard Ernst, who's a former professor of um, complementary and alternative medicine, and he's an an ardent skeptic now. Well, he writes about that thing that we talked about on the latest episode, the, the former episode, he writes about the thing that we talked about on the the former episode, the Spanish Ministries of Health and Sciences. Um, you know, you probably remember that uh, they came up with a health protection plan against pseudotherapies. Mm. Yes. And, uh, of course, they included chiropractic in that mm. as well. Yeah. So the Spanish chiropractors, the Spanish Chiropractic Association, uh, just issued a written statement that is 11 points where they try to argue 
in favor of um, chiropractic being included in the healthcare profession and not excluded um, as the, this um, surge of uh, of the the new powers of this uh, this uh, uh, healthcare protection plan uh, tries to get rid of them. So what what they came up with are lots of uh, fallacious arguments actually first of all they start with by mentioning the the who the world health organization for defining chiropractic as a healthcare profession and ed zadern's comeback to that is pretty good he says well the who should be the last uh, organization to mention and to consult when when it comes to alternative medicine because they for some reason endorse a couple of things that they should should not so they shouldn't be quoted and referenced as uh, that kind of uh, uh, authority then they go on about how chiropractic members uh, undergo very serious training for years and years and years and the argument that several countries accept this as proper healthcare profession and uh well that's just basically an argument from uh, popularity so it's i i don't think it's it's a good argument at all and my favorite is number 7 which says interventions used by chiropractors are recommended in the a- uh, 2018 low back pain series of articles published in the lancet hmm. so the wording interventions used by chiropractors are recommended so it doesn't necessarily say that chiropractic is recommended but things that chiropractors Ah. are also using Mm -hmm. so that's another very tricky argument it's full of these so uh, I can only agree with Edzard Ernst who finishes his blog posts by saying nice try uh, Spanish (laughs) Association for Chiropractic yeah Yeah. I agree not good enough no absolutely not no all right so we want to go also, uh, you know, being Christmas and everything. Uh, is Christmas now being renamed in Sweden? There is a rumor going on, and of course, mostly on the internet, uh, that uh, Christmas has to be renamed Winter Celebration in Sweden in order to avoid offending Muslims. This is the kind of drivel that uh, is constantly circulating in the Swedish social media, especially around Christmas, especially around traditions and stuff. And it's it's not at all true. Uh, There's nothing to it at all. Please, if you read this or hear this or see it reported somewhere, don't believe that. It's it's all bullshit. There was a rumor that I think we talked about, maybe it was last year or maybe the year before, that all the Christmas lights were prohibited because it would offend Muslims in Sweden. It, it was totally misconstrued. It was actually about... You couldn't put your Christmas lights around public... Uh, light what do you call that the street lighting because people tended to do that because they you know it's a big the the street lights are big poles which you could uh, wrap christmas lights around and that was not allowed because of traffic safety and that was then misconstrued as oh it's because we don't want to offend the muslims oh and you know it, it's all bullshit let me guess those lies are propagated by the swedish democrats probably uh, 
absolutely mostly? right yeah, okay. absolutely right and you know they don't care if it's true or not they they take one you know sound bite or something that they can find and then they write something totally uh, wrong about it and they put it out on on facebook or whatever and it gets spread and as we know you know that that generates clicks and that generates interest and then a poor skeptic coming afterwards and ah, by the way that was not actually true nobody listens to that no yeah so uh, i hope you know better when you hear that sweden uh, renamed christmas to winter celebration in order to avoid offending muslims that uh, of course is not true that's just silly stupidity okay and now you know better yeah yeah so since uh we don't have a really wrong segment uh today i think we can put that into that category right yeah so, but no nobody can be really wrong on christmas come on we have to be a yeah bit yeah so more this is why we put it in the news items yes, ca- uh, yes. segment yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> all right <laughs> okay and since it's uh, Christmas is coming, and I know for a lot of skeptics it doesn't necessarily mean that they celebrate Christmas because it's such a non-skeptical tradition, but it's good to be fit with family. I do recommend two songs written by great skeptics out there, Tim Minchin and George Schraub, both re- wrote very good Christmas themed songs. Mm-hmm. Listen to both of them. Uh we will include the the links to, to their songs on the on the uh, We will page. definitely do that. That's uh, White Wine in the Sun, right? Yes. By and Tim Minchin and uh I Don't Believe in Christmas by yeah. George Robb. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's correct. Mm-hmm. But I think before we say goodbye and wish you all a a very happy Christmas holiday, even if you don't celebrate Christmas per se, I'd like to close this show with a quote from none other but Sir Isaac Newton himself. And I mentioned the rules of scientific reasoning, and there are four of them uh, written in the Principia, uh, the Mathematical Principles of Natural Philosophy, which was published in 1687. So, it goes like that. We are to admit no more causes of natural things than such as are both true and sufficient to explain their appearances. To this purpose, the philosophers say that nature does nothing in vain, and more is in vain when less will serve. For nature is pleased with simplicity, and affects not the pomp of superfluous causes. I love mm. that. Yeah. Uh, that's a lot of fancy words. Do you want to parse that for us? I'm, I'm, I'm trying to digest it. I think that's basically an extension of Occam's razor. That's what I was thinking, yeah. You know, don't accept theories that implies that you have to assume a lot of yeah. new things. Keep to what you have. Keep to, keep it simple. Don't try to make it too complicated, and don't invent stuff to make your preconceived notion true. Right? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. That's how I see it. Yeah. Okay. On that note, I'd like to wish everyone a very nice and lovely holiday season with lots of skepticism around, lots of questions, lots of good conversations, trying to persuade our family members not to believe in stupid, idiotic uh, ideas and uh, and fed diets and and all that stuff. Uh, try to avoid those. <laughs> try to uh, avoid any diets during Christmas. I, I think that's yeah. that's futile anyway. Just eat your heart out <laughs> or whatever to your heart's content and then uh, eat your heart out. That doesn't sound good. No, Just no, no. E- no. <laughs> no. 
Don't do that, but, please. Don't, don't do that. But, you know, eat whatever you want to eat and uh, don't try to go on a diet during Christmas. It's doomed to fail. Yeah. Mm. All right. So thanks very much mm. uh, for joining me uh, today, Pontus. And thank you. I wish you a very happy holiday season as well. You too, Andras. But uh, talk to you soon because we mm-hmm. are probably recording another one before the end of the year. I'm not sure it will be published before the end of the year, but we will try to record. Mm-hmm. See how it goes. And thanks to the listeners for tuning in. Take care and until next week, goodbye. Bye-bye. This has been your ESP experience. The show is produced and recorded by the ESP.eu. Join us again next time, but until then, please send your feedback, comments or death threats to info at the ESP.eu. We would also love to hear your ideas and suggestions regarding future episodes, as well as news from your country of residence that might interest others across the continent. If you have a local event or organization to promote, please don't hesitate to let us know, as we are more than happy to help. All music in the program was written and performed by Keisha J. Gray and George Schraub and is used with their permission. Please check out our webpage at www.theesp.eu, follow us on Twitter at espodcast underscore eu and like us on Facebook. I don't know how you can believe that he was hit in the head. Sorry. Uh, you have company. My nephew. He's All still right, up. bring him He's on. We need, we, maybe he can sit in for, for uh, Jelena. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he would love that. <laughs> <laughs> Thing to put your thing around and it that sounded strange but it's a big big and especially pole. that our listeners don't see you <laughs> trying to trying, trying to draw a picture i'm waving here like an italian yeah. trying to show you what this, what's going on but what i'm trying to like say an is italian. That, <laughs> the, the, the traffic uh what would you call it the traffic lights i've got totally street lights street lights